Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show again. Today, we got an amazing guest for you guys, Dr. Amanda Wilson. Now, I did not even really understand what all Amanda did until about a month ago when I started digging into some of this research. And it's truly amazing. I, I really don't even want to try to do justice to your amazing bio, Amanda. So could you just kind of tell everybody a story, which it may, it's fine if it's a long story, because you've got a lot on here. That's really amazing. So just sort of tell everybody what they're going to hear today. And I'll tell you, the reason I got interested in you was because I do a lot of ortho in my office, right? And uh, sometimes you just need to be able to phone a friend if you remember back to the old game show days. Yeah. And, uh, and so I stumbled upon you that way. And then I discovered, wait a minute, this Amanda Wilson, she's really something else. So I just had to have you on the podcast. So uh, just, just sort of walk us through how you came to the point in your life where you are now just an amazing orthodontic expert helping tons of people. Oh goodness. That is, I'm very flattering. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, so I guess nobody really thought they're going to go to dental school to do what I'm doing, but sometimes God has an amazing way of, uh, having us do things we weren't expecting. So, um, long story short, um, I'm from California originally, um, went to college in Missouri, went back to California for dental school at UCSF. Um, went to residency at University of Connecticut for ortho. Um, did that all, you know, one big blur. Met my husband in dental school. Um, he's a general dentist. Um, he and I uh, ended up getting married after residency. And then um, I worked for about 10 years in San Francisco, private practice, DSL, I've done it all. Um, things change, you know, a lot in the wonderful world of orthodontics. When I graduated, um, dental school in 2001, you know, Invisalign had just launched. Ortho was still pretty much just brackets and wires. We didn't even really trust Invisalign. We didn't think it worked. It was a really referral-based uh, specialty, you know, so it was no problem getting patients in. Um, I mean, I can tell you graduating right out of residency in 2004, we made some major bank. Um, I mean, I can, I can tell you what I made. I have no problem telling people because it changed so much. And I think unless you understand what the orthodontists have gone through in the last two decades, can't really understand the position that we're in now and why a lot of us are pivoting. So, I mean, my salary, you know, date per diem right out of residency was base rate, I think 2,100 plus 200 per start. So, and I was doing five to eight starts a day. So easily I was pulling in 3,000 to 3,500 a day, you know, granted that's gross, you know, um, but it's pretty sweet, you know? So it was pretty humbling and not just me. I mean, it hit us in California, I think a little bit earlier than it did maybe people more in the middle US and in the South. But um, once Invisalign really started scaling and ClearCorrect came out um, and a lot more general dentists got into it, uh, we started getting less and less referrals because people realized, you know, general dentists realized, hey, they already do, you know, endo, they do oral surgery, they just probably haven't done ortho and they realized sometimes it's not that hard, sometimes it is. But they started keeping more patients in-house and then of course later we had 
more direct to consumer aligners coming out. So um, things really changed. And I'd say about 2011, 2012, I started seeing, goodness, there was a general dentist right on the corner down the street from me that put up a billboard advertising Invisalign for $29.95. I was charging $8,000, you know? And I was like, yikes. And he was started getting a lot of my braces patients and I took a huge hit. I mean, it was really, really humbling. I can tell you that. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Um, so I had to really reinvent, just really take a hard look. Is this, is this what I want? You know, is this what I want? And also at the same time, I had little kids at home. My husband's a general dentist. Um, if any of you are married to a clinician, uh, you can attest that it can be really hard when you have kids because little kids get sick. Um, and when someone has the flu and you have to cancel a day, it's like, who has the least production? And usually it was my husband who had less production than me, but you know, he didn't want to be home with sick kids. So canceling a day took us a huge financial hit and it happened all the time. So we just, the two of us together were like, this is not working is basically what it came down to. And we prayed and we said, you know, I hope something, uh, you know, hopefully there's a sign that, that we can do something differently. And the weirdest thing happened. And a lot of your listeners may not like to hear this story, but I'm going to tell you the truth of what happened. Um, I got a phone call in 2013, late early 2014 from some venture capitalists. They were looking for some help to do a startup, which was going to be an aligner company, which at the time wasn't really direct to consumer, but now it is, which was called Smile Care Club at the time, which has been since rebranded Smile Direct Club. They were looking for someone to be the clinical director. Um, it sounded, you know, interesting, normal hours, normal vacation. Um, and so I took it. So I took it. And um, initially, I can tell you, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, no, she started Smile Direct Club. Um, it's really different than it is now, you know, what we did back then. But um, initially, I mean, there, there really wasn't the whole reason I was really into it was that I we heard so many stories from so many people in areas of the US that were just in underserved areas who were disabled, um, that wanted orthodontic care, but just couldn't get to an orthodontist. And that was really the real reason, you know, access to care, why I helped to agree to start that company. Um, you know, I realize it's totally different now. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the story. After that, I only stayed with them for two years. I left in 2016 um, when they really scaled. It just wasn't the right fit for me at that time. And I started my own company, which is called Straight Smile Solutions. I had a huge non-compete. Um, I couldn't do anything in an aligner arena for five years, um, the less than five years. So I had to like reinvent myself again. And I was like, I don't want to go back to treating patients again. I already did that. Um, let me, I'm really good at working with doctors. I'm really good at helping doctors, teaching doctors. Let me help them with braces and other things, you know? And, and so I started helping out companies like Six Month Smiles and some other companies, some other phase one companies. And I started just helping out doctors one-on-one -on, -one on my own. And it's grown from, from there. Now I have um, a pretty decent client network of clients all over the world that I help with any kind of ortho basically. Yeah, you know, when we were talking on the phone the other day, it occurred to me that I had not realized that uh, a, a couple of years ago, maybe a friend of mine had sent me a link to a video. And, uh, and he was like, Can you believe this lady? Check this out. This makes me so mad. And, and it turned out it was you. And so it's so, so right. That was the uh, so. What, so that was when you were. Were you still with uh, Smile Direct Club? At I that know what video that was. There's a lot of videos that go around a lot. Um, I, I've been pretty much trashed on social media a lot, and whatever. You know, you gotta have thick skin. Um, I'm telling my story to you, and you're the first. I had basically. I can tell you, I couldn't talk about this up until this past summer when they went public, and now I can. 
So I had to keep my mouth really buttoned. But, um, you know, at this point, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, love me, hate me for what I did. I can tell you also, because I also never said this, there's a lot of really great orthodontists that work and worked with Smile Direct Club who are really famous orthodontists. They're, they don't say anything. I know who they are because I hired them all. So, um, you know, and of course I keep everything private, but I laugh when they're the same people that are making fun of people. I'm like, dude, you, you brought in like $500,000 last year. Come on. But um, they make a lot of money and, and general dentists too, you know, working for um, all those that are out there Bite, you know, uh, Candid. Um, there's just, there's so many companies and they make some pretty good bank off that. So let me ask you, let me ask you a question. So, um, so this is good. I, I do a lot of work uh, like, you know, my Facebook group is called um, Solo and Private Dentist because I have a, I don't know, I just have a real desire to keep... I'm not going to say status quo, but for years and years, it just seemed to me like dentistry was so special because it was local and you had a guy who, who gave a service to the community and the community, uh, you know, rewarded that dentist for working hard and being the guy in the town in town. And then, um, I've seen a lot of venture capital come in for DSOs and stuff. Uh, I had some opportunities to get in on the uh, ground floor on some of that stuff. And, and I just, after a lot of soul searching, just didn't believe it was in my nature to do that. Uh, but so let me ask you a question now that you've been on both sides of the thing. What, what are some of the, the what are, what are some of, what would you have to say about venture capital coming into dentistry and what is it doing to change, you know, what we're used to? Um, yeah, I've been involved in that too. I mean, I think the benefit is that they can lower prices um, and they can provide services. They're really good at certain things that maybe work. I don't know. I, I don't know what you learned in dental school, but I learned zero about the business behind dentistry. Um, I, I wish, I mean, goodness, I, that's really the, the hands-on skills you could have picked up. It was the business. I had no idea how to run a business, you know, and now I've learned so much um, and I would have done things totally different, but I think we really need to team up and support one another to, to do this. And then, you know, venture capital is all about making money and they're going to cut corners because they don't necessarily care about the quality of the dentistry and how the patient is treated. Um, and I have a little bit of a hard time because I mean, the ones I've gone into, um, the DSOs, it's not, uh, it makes me not sleep that well at night. I feel bad sometimes. Um, so I mean, I think, I think it'd be really great if we all band together and we just, yeah, I mean, I know there's buying groups and stuff, but we all supported each other and still kept the excellent excellent clinical quality and that's part of the reason I do what I do because I mean these the only way to really succeed now is to offer specialty work within your practice you can't just do bread and butter dentistry it's really really hard um, just because the insurance reimbursement unless your cash is so low so we need to be able to support one another to be able to provide decent specialty work to patients who can't you know necessarily go outside their community for treatment so what so for going off what you just said there if you um if you think the only way that like a general dentist, local dentist can survive is by acquiring more and more advanced skills, which I don't disagree with because I've been doing ortho for a decade or 12 years, just got into implants pretty big a couple of years ago. Um, sleep. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, I guess I'm here doing what I can do to serve the community and still keep things where I think they need to be. So, I mean, what, how do you see that? Cause do you think that, how to specialty? I mean, specialists you would think would really hate that because general dentists like me are learning more advanced skills. It's going to, does it make their life a lot harder? What are specialists? What do you see about specialists in the future? 
I mean, honestly, based on all I can tell you is about ortho, you know, in terms of what I do and what the doctors I work with do. Um, I support doctors to do ortho in-house, um, general dentists, pediatric dentists, primary care doctors. But we, we, the way that we do this is that we screen all their patients. When I recommend screening from age four to, you know, 104, you know, we start really young because we're looking at airway um, and other things to habits. Um, but the doctors I work with, 100%, they send more patients out to specialty than they ever did. And not just ortho, you know, they're finding other things, you know, um, impactions that they didn't even know were there, you know, supernumeraries they didn't know were there. So they're sending more stuff to OS. Um, they're sending stuff to endo because we're finding pathology. Um, they're, yeah, they're sending way more, you know, and usually the specialists initially, they're like, yikes, you're doing uh, ortho. But then they realize, oh, I'm getting way more cases. Now, granted, they might be harder cases, but hey, at least they're getting a lot of cases. So. I think it's a win-win for specialists, the general dentists, and the patients. Okay. Well, hey, I like I like the growing the pie concept. Uh, I think a lot of people in our profession, you know, they feel like the pie is this big and it may be getting smaller. And the more slices you take out of it, that's just less for, yeah. for the specialists or whomever. So um, I like your outlook on that. Um, I hope so. I will tell you this, Amanda, that this year I got fewer Christmas presents from specialists than I ever have. <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're hurting a little bit. So, um, sure. We're still year. friendly with each other, uh, yeah. but, but I got fewer hams in the mail. I will say that. Hams? <laughs> because I see what my husband gets. Um, it's, yeah, it's not as good as it used to be. I can tell you that much. But um, gosh, I wish it was hams. We used to get steaks. It was really cool. Oh, I, I've gotten Omaha steaks. Crab? Uh, I got the hams. Yeah. Um, a periodontist one time. And I st hey, I still send out a lot of periodontists. I'm not sure if I made him mad or not, but he sent me the coolest, like, almost sword-like knife one time uh, for Christmas. And I, I'm like, man, what have I done? These guys are so, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm just joking around, but it, it's times must be changing. They must be changing. Um, all right. So, so let's talk a little, you're, you know, every, from what I read about you here, you, you know, pretty much everything ortho. Um, and so let's say you're a guy like me. I, I've done you know, I took a, a, a Big Bob Garrity course early 2000s, right? You remember Big Bob? Yep. You ever heard his stuff? Still yeah, it's still around. It's, yeah, so anyway, basically just straight wire concepts. Um, I do I do a lot of I do a lot of class one cases. I do I do now almost all my class two cases. Uh, still don't like to do class three cases, but I never could get good enough results with. Uh, now I do them Invisalign or ClearCorrect, but I never could really get as good a results as I can with a wire. And so, what do you what do you think about a guy like me who does a lot of ortho, but still just not in love with my final results with aligners? Uh, am I doing something wrong? Do I do I need to probably learn more? <laughs> the ones we work on, um, uh, at least Invisalign. I can do everything with it. I'll make it look awesome. It might take some movements might take a little bit longer than they would with the sounds like you're putting on brackets correctly. So that's a good thing. Um, it's just a map. Okay. Let me help you with one case sometime. You know, if you've got a tricky one, we'll make it perfect. Um, you know, there's Invisalign's a great product. It's all about just knowing to use how to optimize it, you know, and you'll get a really good tech and you'll get a really junky tech um, and you don't really know, you know, and it's, it's hit or miss. And the higher you get on the doctor locator and your status, the better your tech gets, but you need to get up there first. Um, you know, ClearCorrect is a tool. They, to me, it hasn't changed much in goodness. Where are we on 15 years now? 
Um, it's still pretty much the same thing. It, it's a much more rigid plastic. I find it harder to work with. Um, a lot of cases out of much I don't want to use it on. Um, most of my doctors, honestly, are either doing Invisalign or they're doing white label. And white label is basically using resources that are out there. You don't even have to buy any equipment now. You can outsource it all. Um, 15, I just did a webinar yesterday, $15 aligners is what it comes down to. That is the price, plus a $90, about a $90 setup fee. Um, it's crazy cheap. So you can do a full, let's say 10 upper and lower for $390. Um, outcomes are absolutely incredible. Well, I, I want to know more about white label because uh, a, a few years ago, I bought one of the first three shape uh, 3D printers. Um, it was expensive too. And that was like $25,000. I know now they're uh, super cheap, uh, but I never could. And, uh, and of course I have a Cyric. Um, so I, but I never could, I never could, I wasn't really confident that I could do a good enough scan, get a good enough acrylic model and then do suck down. So I kind of abandoned that. So what's out there now for somebody? Well, most of doctors, I get a lot of phone calls about this. And by the way, if any of your listeners want to call, this is totally free. Just give me a call and I will talk you through it. There's no cost to this because I just love to help you um, with this. But um, super, super easy. So you don't even have to have an intraoral scanner. Even if you want to take impressions, there's a resource for that. Um, there's labs you can send it to that will scan your impressions and turn it into a digital file. I think it costs about maybe $20, $25 per arch. So if you're going to do a bunch, you might as well get a scanner. But um, so that's the first step. If you don't have a scanner after that, you're going to send your scan to one of, I use, I use four different um, design companies. They're all U.S.-based. Um, I feel more comfortable to work with U.S.-based companies. Um, the prices range from $90 to about $190 for the actual clean check. It's like a setup. Um, $90 on the low end is one company. $190 is a higher end. To me, they all turn out about the same. So you might as well go with the cheapest company because the quality is all about the same. They're all using the same software anyways. So, um, so they create a clean check. I'm calling it that. That's branded. But, you know, you'll put it, you'll make your prescription. You'll say, I want this. I want IPR. I don't want IPR. You know, don't move this tooth. It's an implant, et cetera, et cetera. It's very similar to what you do with Invisalign or ClearCorrect. They give you the little animation. You say yes, no, um, or modify it keep going until you make it perfect. For the most part, I can tell you that these design companies, they do such an incredible job that usually the first or the second is perfect. And with Invisalign, it probably takes me on average of maybe three to four modifications to make it perfect. With ClearCorrect, I'm upwards of eight to 10 now. That's how many modifications it takes to make it right. Like either they don't speak English or they just don't listen to what you write. So um, very frustrating. So I like it because it just saves a ton of time. Um, so once you approve it, then you have two options. If you have an in-house lab, they'll export it to you. You only pay that $90 and then you'll finish the process. If you don't own any equipment, that's totally fine. They have a list of manufacturing partners that they work with where these, these design companies have pre-negotiated the price for um, the aligners with the company. So as the one I'm using now, um, I'm not going to mention names because this podcast may live forever. Um, but call me if you want referrals and I'll do that because you, in order to get these prices, you have to you have to go through the right channels. But um, most of my doctors are paying about $15 per aligner. And this is for really good material. This is for Zendara Flex, which to me is the top of the line. It's Zendara Flex is up here. Um, then maybe Essex Ace, Invisacryl, and a couple other ones. So it's going to feel just like Smart Track. It's going to work just like Smart Track. Um, scalloped edges, really nice trim, um, not that straight line trim. Um, very finished and polished. It's not hand cut. You know, it's actually machine um, cut out. So it's really, really, it looks just like Invisalign, honestly. Um, performs just like it. 
there's only a few features that the white label doesn't have, then you may not even be using these features in design. These are still proprietary features. So if you use precision cuts, which is the elastics, the hooks, they don't have that. So if it's that type of case where you need it, you're going to need to still work with Invisalign. They also don't have the bite tabs that you have with Invisalign. I don't know if you use those either, but those are the only really two features they don't have. Otherwise, they have attachments and they do stage and place the IPR. So you get the little printout of where to do the IPR and when. Um, and a little matrix for the um, attachments. But otherwise, it's the exact same thing. Um, you basically flip this around just because it's so much more efficient. You'll probably, if you have a scanner, you'll probably get your aligners in less than two weeks. Um, super fast, you know, and the stuff really fits. And there's also other companies out there just to boot um, that you can order, like let's say you have a patient who's really on a budget, and I know this is a huge deal, like with Invisalign, you know, you get all of a sudden, as soon as you hit yes, and it's a full case, you're getting that 1800 whatever lab bill, like right then, which is a huge hit, right? But there's some companies out there that now, you can choose how many aligners you want. Like I only want to print the first three, you know, which is $15 a piece, upper and lower, so if I'm doing the math right, that's $120. That's all I want. So they're only gonna charge you that, you know? Um, so you, if a patient's really on a budget, they can just pay as they go along and you can just print as you go along and you're not taking a huge hit on the lab fee. So I think that's pretty incredible too because that way you can compete with the direct consumer companies by what, really lowering your down payment. What, I don't even know, what, what, am I, what am I probably paying for a case right now from, um, mm -hmm. let's say clear correct. What, what am I probably paying for an upper lower case that's a little bit more complicated than six trays? What do I probably pay? They have two different options. So they have their unlimited and then they have their flex. So unlimited, I think is, if I'm getting it right, $1,563, unless you get a volume discount, around 15-ish. Okay. Um, and then their flex is $99 for the setup and 35 per aligner. So it's like three times the price of what we're doing with white label and we're using better materials. Wow. So, yeah, a big difference. And it takes forever to get your case. I mean, no joke, some people were telling me, Cases from last fall took 90 days to get them. That's way too long. So so you think, so the total lab fee then uh, on a comparable case might be a third of the price? It is a third of the price. But then, but you, but there is some you've got now, listen, you've got to make some money if you're helping people, right? So what, so you got to be paying you to help with the ClinCheck part. Cool. Um, so my fees, I have three different, most of my doctors, I'd say 98% are on subscription, which is unlimited support. So I always tell them, if you're gonna go in and, and, and I'm gonna help you, let's, let's jam. You know, like some doctors will do 30 cases the first month, go from zero to 30. But my, when the way I work with doctors, I tell them before you start working with me, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a month, two or three or more to take as many photos on as many patients as possible. You know, just screening photos. Um, you don't have to t say, do you want ortho? Because it might not even be for ortho. We might find other stuff they need. Maybe they just need implants or bridges or, you know, other stuff. Um, but let's just screen as many patients as possible. I mean, taking ortho records or you know, just photo records in general is an incredible way to just grow your business because there's nothing better than blowing up these big pictures on a screen and you're and you've been being like, hey, look, this feeling's, you know, you know, eroding or look at this attrition, it's getting worse. Look at this fractions, it's getting worse. Almost everything is that's happening in the mouth is kind of related to ortho anyways. Um, it might be related to other things, but a lot of conditions are related to ortho and they'll get worse over time. So if you get a series of photos, I mean, there's nothing better to sell. I know we don't have to sell, but um, to uh, close the case, you know, um, than having photos. So 
Yeah. So when we meet with doctors the first time, once they sign up, you know, sometimes we'll look at 30, 40, 50 cases together and we'll be like, great ortho case, great ortho case. Nah, refer that one out to ortho too hard. Um, Here's why, you know, and then they'll get like, you know, we'll work with their teams, their OMs, their treatment coordinators and worked on scripting. So they're ready to sell. And then they've got like 30, 40 potential cases and they go sell them, you know, and maybe they close 10 the first month. Well, okay, closing 10 at 4,000, 5,000 a case, that's a lot of money right there. So um, it shouldn't be a problem, you know, and then from there, there's a lot more. Well, uh, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds like an amazing service. What, what, so I, I mean, I probably should have gotten this off your website, but if you're doing that much, if, if people are needing 40 or 50 cases advice, oh, hey, this is a good case or not, do you offer like introductory come sit in a classroom type we stuff? Have to. We, have, we have everything. So we actually do, we started our hands-on class last year. I have an associate, his name's Dr. Rishi Popat. He's an orthodontist in um, Phoenix, Arizona. And we use his facility. He has an orthopedo facility. And it's, it is really the coolest class. The next one's going to be in March, March, oh, sorry, May, May 8th and 9th, 2020. Um, so we offer it twice a year. It is such a cool class because it's not just straight wire. Um, it's very similar to, say, the six-month smiles class, except for our philosophy um, is comprehensive. So we're not just learning to straight front, straight and front teeth. We're learning to fix bites. We're doing phase one. We're te- learning about expanders. We're learning about aligners. And he brings in demo patients that, you know, they, they agree to be able to be there. They get a discount or free treatment to be able to come in and watch us do all kinds of demonstrations on how to put in an expander, how to put on braces. And, you know, if you actually are from Arizona, then you can actually bring your own patients too. So, and then he'll help you out. We'll help you out. Um, we have teams there to help you, but it's pretty incredible that doctors walk out of there, like knowing how to do all kinds of ortho and actually seeing it, not just watching slides and working on a bench top. So it's pretty cool. Do you say you have, you have actual patients come to the facility sometimes? Yeah. Cause we're using his office actual. Yeah. He brings like one of everything in. It's so cool. I, uh, I've, I'm taking some uh, live patient courses in Scottsdale and I had to sign up for some sort of Arizona temporary volunteer license. Um, do you guys do that? Well, it's him that's doing all the work. So he's, oh, he's, he's the, the Arizona, you know, license you get, you get to watch. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that would, I guess that would be another option, but thanks for the tip. But yeah, I mean, even just like watching and seeing how people are doing it, it's pretty incredible and just going really slow. Okay. Wow. Um, Here's a good question. So do you have a preference? Like I've gone to a lot of different ortho courses over the years. I think my uh, AGD transcript shows like 800 hours. Wow. And, and when I've gone to a course, you know, you'll have this guy saying, why do you, you know, you got to pull the premolars. You have this guy saying, whoa, we don't pull premolars anymore. That's never, you know, that's, that's old thing. You know, you're going to jail if you do that. So What's your, do you have a favorite way of doing things? You just let the patient dictate the treatments. You say, so you're right on. You will hear 1,000. And it was the same thing in residency. We have one professor say one thing, one say the other one. You have to come up with your own philosophy. So my general philosophy um, is, and granted, when I meet with doctors, they come in with different philosophies too. So I try to think their way and I try to explain the why behind why I'm saying what I'm saying. But as much as possible, I try to avoid pulling out teeth. It's, it's very rare that we pull out teeth. But I'm also super into phase one early intervention so that we don't have to pull out teeth. If you get them started and expand the arches when they need to be developed um, and eliminate habits and get the right growth of the jaws, you won't need to pull out teeth. So that's, that's the goal. That's why we want 
these, you know, first line primary care doctors like general dentists and pediatric dentists start screening at age four and fixing things early. So we don't have to pull out teeth because I do think it causes airway issues later. I don't just think I see it. I've seen it for 20 years. Oh, so you think pulling out teeth causes airway issues? I mean, it reduces, I know that there's not that much research yet. And also the reason why the ortho, I think this is my philosophy. The reason why we don't push for the research is because we're afraid we're going to get sued because we pulled out teeth because we were told that's the only way to do it. So, and I have to, so, um, but this cause that's all we knew, you know, at the time. So, and it works, we make them nice and straight and make the bite good, but we're reducing the total volume of where the tongue is. Um, and I, you know, over time we're seeing, it, we're, I'm seeing, and my other doctors are seeing a correlation between OSA and four by extraction cases. Sorry, it's there. You know, I see it myself. So whether the research says it or not, we're, you know, it's there. So let's try to avoid it. Well, hey, that, that, that's great. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, good. I, you got you to gotta pick a strategy, right? You, you got you to gotta stand for something. You can't just uh, – but, uh, yeah, that's good. I, I love live courses. I wish that – it seems like the trend in dentistry has been going away from live courses for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, I it's know, hard I, to it, right? I mean, because you can only have so many people in there. So, and you, you can pack a lecture hall, and it's completely different. But you will learn a thousand times more if you actually see it and touch yeah. it you know, than if you just watch it on a screen. I mean, yeah, I, I the, and I teach courses too, some courses, and I will tell you, the, the guys that say, no, 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 I just want the videos or I just want the online course. I mean, I'm guessing 10% of the people watch the videos, and, and but if you get them and you can actually, they're asking questions live, hands-on, no, no, this is how you do that. I mean, that is so much better. And I, I wish that we could go back to a place in dentistry where that was more of the norm. I don't know how we get there. Uh, you're doing a good job <laughs> starting new courses. but uh, You're trying. But, um, yeah, I mean, our, our courses are pretty small. So we only take max 30 doctors, but that's pretty full, and then a couple of team members. But, um, but hopefully people find them valuable. But we also have digital courses, too, where we'll send out a kit with all the supplies, and you can practice different manipulations, check in with us, you know, remotely, because it's not always convenient for people to have to travel. Yeah, I think you got to do that nowadays because some people are just, they're just not going to travel. Maybe, maybe uh, you can reach out and, and, you know, get them interested so that you can eventually get them to come to a course or something. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think about, uh, just speaking, uh, I don't know why I thought that strategy correlated, but what do you think about uh, circling back, Smile Direct Club's uh, deal with Walmart where they're going to start selling toothbrushes to try to get people interested? You know, I'm so glad I did not sell my stock. So I was getting, I was hurting. And by the way, I did not get it for free. I bought it myself. Um, but uh, I was like, oh, I don't know. I should get rid of it. And all of a sudden they did that. And I was like, yay, went up. So um, brilliant, brilliant. It's a funnel is what it is. It's a funnel um, because now they're going to get people familiar with their brand who may or may not later actually buy their aligners. So, um, but yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I hate to say that. That was a smart move on their part. I don't know how it's going to work out. Uh, of course, I don't want to get sued either, but I there was a big old Smile Direct Club uh, truck in the mall parking lot in Tupelo, Mississippi a few months ago. Oh, the, the Smile Truck or whatever it's called. Yeah, they roam around. I didn't and, know. And I was- wonder how that could possibly be legal in Mississippi with all the restrictive laws. We've got a lot of restrictive laws. Like you can't take an impression yeah. with no doctors in the van. So how, how do they get around that stuff? Well, they have to. I don't know. I mean, um, I mean, it, it, this is their theory. You know, they believe that um, – 
taking a scan is non-invasive and it doesn't need to be done by a doctor. Now I know in Georgia, the laws are a little bit different, but um, it's just, it's just capturing basically it's a series of photos. So, I mean, that's not illegal. Um, you can actually not touch a patient and just hover it over. So, um, and then well, from there, that's all going to a Mississippi doctor who's creating the treatment plan. Yeah, but I, I can promise you, if I'm not inside the four walls of my office and my staff does that, I'm getting a phone call if somebody finds out about it. We are. <laughs> so, right. So, the Rec Club has a lot of money. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. That's why I hate venture capital. Because, <laughs> too, they can lose a bunch of money. See, that's the thing. A, ver a venture capital firm or multiple firms, which I assume they've got multiple firms, they're just making a bet. Well, they may have made so much money on this recent oil crisis that they're willing to throw a few hundred million dollars away just to see what happens. Right. And so that's what I, that's what I just, I can't take it. I, I just hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, I guess I hate them because of it. I, I, I love America. I think you should be able to do what you want to do, but isn't it's just not yeah, but you know, I, it's what I told doctors. I'm like, look, you can't be charging $7,000 for your Invisalign and only offer Invisalign. Okay. Because there's, there's 1800 out there and your patients are going to them. So if you don't want your patients going to them, then you need to find a way to lower your lab fees so that you can address these patients that are in need so that they can get their aligners. So they don't go with a direct to consumer aligner company. So reinvent yourself. You know, if you can get your lab fees down to $300, $400, then you can charge $2,000 and still turn a profit or use a lot of teledentistry for your check-ins so that they're not taking up your chair space. There's plenty of hybrid options that are out there where you can just have one, two, or three appointments or less, you know, and, and still see your own patients for aligners. Let's, let's go on that. You said something about teledentistry. So what's the teledentistry hybrid option? I don't understand that. Sure. I mean... We're going from the most, I'd say the most well-known is their dental monitoring system. So DM, um, it's a Parisian company. Um, it, it does not just for ortho, it's also for all kinds of dentistry, but it's using a HIPAA compliant app that's on your phone um, to transmit data to the doctor um, for a variety of conditions from checking anything, basically anything that's, they actually have so much AI built into their system that it can recognize like hundreds of different conditions that even probably your eye can't even recognize, you know, from cavities to, you know, inflamed gums to teeth that are moving incorrectly. And it sends a report, depending on how you want to dial it, you know, um, to the doctor and patients can check in on a certain frequency. Um, it could even be for healing after oral surgery or um, retention, um, braces treatment, phase one treatment. You can use it for anything. Um, really, really smart, completely legal, completely HIPAA compliant. It's a little bit expensive. Beyond that, um, there's a new startup that I'm working with. Um, it's actually one of a friend doctor of mine, um, Dr. Moorhead. He's based in um, Ohio and he created his own company because he really liked dental monitoring, but it was too expensive for him because they charged a couple of thousand dollars to set up. Plus um, it was like 11, $12 per patient per month for this teledentistry check-in option. You can also use it for virtual consults. So he created a company that he launched a few months ago called GP Ortho Tracking. It's letter G, letter P, orthotracking.com. You can check it out. Um, I love it because anything, any company that is a brainchild of a dentist, I think is so cool. You know, we want to support them and what they're doing. Um, and it's a way for you. He built it so that he can have his, so he was doing in-house aligners, um, you know, lower cost aligners. He charges a pretty low fee for his patients and he doesn't want to clog his chairs up, you know, with aligner patients because for the most part, his aligner 
you know, they track, they track really well. And the patients are like, why do I need to come back? The stuff is fitting great. You know, can't you just give me the whole box like Smile Direct Club does? And he's like, okay, here you go. You know, but you need to check in every week or two, you know, using this HIPAA compliant app that he created. And now he's offering it to other doctors um, that they can embed it in their web pages so that they can keep an eye on their patients. Um, brilliant. It really is. Wow, that that is pretty brilliant. Well, so I, I obviously I'm I'm missing something on. There's a lot, so many people out there that are printing um, their own models off the software and then doing. I guess they do suck downs in their office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that, oh. or you, you can outsource it all. You can outsource or outsource parts of it, whatever you want to do. Well, I was going to say because uh, the big twenty five thousand dollar printer I've got. I mean, you you're you're good to get an arch every eight hours printed. So what's changed in the last? five years. <laughs> uh, it's pretty slow. But I mean, the technology has increased like ama amazingly, just like anything, right? So um, yeah, I mean, they, I know that Dr. Moorhead only prints as he needs. So he'll initially print like the first set or two, give it to the patients, you know, if, if they, especially if they're only paying as they go, or he can print the whole thing and give it to them. But um, he prefers just to print and give away a few, and then they check in remotely. Um, and if everything's fitting, they can either come pick them up or he can mail it to them. Um, but it, if he can do his aligner cases without attachments, he's similar to Smile Direct Club. You're not seeing him very often, only if there's a problem, but they're still checking in. Um, or if they have attachments in IPR, he'll have a visit to do that initially, and then he'll have a visit to take them off. But everything else in between, as long as it's tracking, you know, and they're checking every week or two, then he doesn't need to see them. Patients, for the most part, his cases just sail. I've seen them. They sail all the way to the end perfectly. Patients are cool. Okay. So let me ask you this question. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure the goal of ortho is almost always to get people close to a class one situation, right? Mm, things have changed. So, I mean, in kids, absolutely. I think ethically in children, we should make everyone class one and perfect, you know, because you can, because they're growing. But in adults, I think adults have the freedom to choose what they want. And if they don't want to fix their bite with elastics, shoot, when I had braces, um, I have, I have had everything, you know, but back in my 20s, I decided I you know, had a little gap. I wanted to fine tune things before my wedding. Um, I was like, I'm not going to wear elastics. Forget it. It's not going to happen. So I'm just going to leave my overjet. So I have a three millimeter overjet. Who cares? It was my choice. I understood the risk benefits and alternatives. I did not correct my overjet. Um, all I did was straighten my front teeth and I like it. So. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I guess uh, somewhere along the way it went into my head. If you're a GP and you're not getting people in class one, you know, you're asking for trouble, but you yeah. think these days it's changed. So that's why the aligner, I guess that's what makes liners more doable, right? Cause you're not having, cause it's tough. It it's is. tough to get them in class one with a, with the liners. You know, as long as that's the main thing I tell my doctors, you need to explain the risk benefits and alternatives of not correcting their bite. And if you don't know how to do that, then you need to learn how to do that. So that's where, you know, I can come in at least initially till they understand it a little bit more. So, some patients, let's say that they're crowded, but they're kind of shallow, they're kind of open. If you just push forward, then you're going to create an open bite. And that's not good. You know, like then I can't sleep at night. I can't recommend that. I wouldn't do that case because they're going to bite into a sandwich and the cheese and the lettuce are going to stay in the sandwich. And unless you explain that to the patient, then you're liable. But let's say it's a deeper, deeper bite, perio is good, and you can expand and procline. No problem. You want to leave an overjet? I don't care. I mean, maybe you'll lisp a little bit. I'm not sure, you know, but, um, you know, 
for adults, a lot of times women like that because they get more lip support, you know, you know, big lips are a big thing. So actually it's like a free lip enhancement. <laughs> no, no BS. Cause that same thing happens. If you do a lot of IPR or do extraction and pull back, they look old. They don't like it. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So, um, well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what, uh, I, of course, listen, you know me, I'm a general dentist. And so do I actually do business with people like you? I actually don't. My, like my main assistant does, but yeah. I, I'm sure, um, I'm going to want to try to do some of this, like, especially tell me this, let's say that right now I'm paying $1,500 lab bill, charging four grand, for an aligner case, what do you think that the next time a patient comes in and I think, you know, that'd be a good aligner case, what could I charge them to get a reasonably close same amount of profit using the system you described with white label? Well, uh, the 15, and not using your 3D printer and outsourcing it all or using right. 3D? Okay. How much? Outsourcing. Um, so most of my doctors are charging around for the white label around 2,500 to 3,000, um, for a case, you know, and they're usually about less than 15, 20 aligners is kind of where the max is for that. So their lab fee at most, and that's if you outsource it all, you don't do a single thing in house is maybe max $800, but they're also seeing the patients three times usually, you know, one for the console exam, one for the delivery IPR and attachments, and one for the takeoff. Usually they don't see them. You don't have to see them in the middle if you've got a remote check-in option. So, I mean, think about what your overhead is. You have that $800 plus the three visits, doctor time for that. I mean, your assistant should be able to do the attachments. You do the IPR. You might have to take them off depending on what state you're in. But at most, it's an hour of doctor time. Um, your billable hour might be $500, $600, $700. We're up to around 1300 So if you chose, you know, charged $3,000, you are still making a decent profit off that. I don't, I don't see what the problem is. And, and on top of it, anytime you're doing all that, usually more dentistry comes. Like, okay, now we're ready for that implant. We're ready for those veneers. It's going to look way better um, and other stuff. Oh, I can definitely see now that I'm getting into implants how that the, the ortho and the implants really work hand in hand. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And let's we didn't even mention one more revenue opportunity that people don't, even orthodontists are just starting to understand is, is retention. These retention clubs that people are creating in-house, um, there's one called, the, that's a venture capital base called Forever Aligned Club. You can check that one out. It's based in Georgia. Um, but it's a subscription model where you send in your, you know, your final scans um, it stays in, in the cloud, not unlike Vivera with, um, with uh, you know, Invisalign, but the patient is on a regular subscription model where every, anytime they need it, either they, there's a set fee, as long as they pay their basically Amazon Prime subscription to be part of that club, um, doctor gets a cut of everything. Um, or you can do this yourself, you know, because there's nothing more frustrating. You're going to need a lot of retainers in a lifetime. You're going to blow through those retainers really quick. And a lot of times we abandon our patients. We finish taking off the braces and the aligners and it's like, bye-bye, you know, where are your retainers? No, there's a whole revenue opportunity here, you know, put them on the subscription model, make sure they're getting retainers regularly, charge a fee for that, um, and take care of your patient for life. Well, that's a heck of a, you know, you could also, uh, like I'm big, I actually, one of the courses I teach is I teach people how to build out an in-house membership plan. Well, you uh, could. I'm very interested in this course. Okay. I'm doing, I'm taking your course. So let me know when it is. Cause I need to learn how to do that. I'm doing it's uh, Chicago September. I think it's September 9th. Friday. I'm in Mississippi. I'd rather go to Mississippi than Chicago. So. Oh, well, you can't draw a crowd around here. Nobody wants to come to Mississippi. I would come to 
told you. I told you that's where my family's from, so I have no problem coming to visit. Well, I tell you what, you if you come visit your folks in South Haven or Hernando, wherever, you come over here and you can just hang out for total on the house. Not in South Haven, but that's okay. They feed me like crazy. But yeah. All right, sure. Yeah, come on over. It's uh, about 60 miles. So uh, you're welcome anytime. You. Uh, but yeah, I can see where you could fold the uh, retainer like a retention fee. It could be like a different level of your membership plan. Like, hey, retainers for life. Retainers for life. Yeah, you have to watch out with that. You still want to bill every year because if you just bill heavy up front, then when you go to sell your practice, it's a liability because they're like, wait, 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 wait. I have to give this patient retention for life and I don't get any money from it. But you can charge them, you know, $5 a month or $99 a year to get retainers for life come it's not like okay when I, I'll tell the wedding ring story when I bought my wedding ring they said anything happens to it for life you can have you know broken chipped missed diamonds we will replace it guaranteed but you have to stop by every six months and get it checked when, if it's six months and one day no deal and of course I missed one day and now I have to pay for things but I mean I went to that jewelry store every year for 15 years you know every six months and of course I ended up buying other things when I was there but what a great way if you're a general dentist you could also spin it you could have a really low membership fee and say as long as you're an active patient in my practice coming every six months then you know I'll do free retainer exams or retainer replacements repairs stuff like that that gets the patients to stick with you they won't go to the guy down the street and they bring all their family too. And that's more value than just that piece of plastic. You can make those in-house for three bucks. Oh, you know, I told, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you had that last, I guess the last model on file somewhere, you just pull up, man, that'd be great. Well, you yeah. said uh, every time I give a lecture, almost somebody raise their hand and they'll say, but I'm not getting anything out of somebody coming in. Like if they're on a membership plan and I'm like, so, how much dentistry can you do on teeth that are not in your office? Zero. <laughs> How are you, we're trying to get the teeth into your office, doctor. Yeah. So that you can we're look at Yep. They bring their family, their friends, their kids, their wife, you know, their girlfriend. They come into, hey. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. Come on over. But, you know, sometimes you think, some, sometimes you feel like dentists are a little low on the common common yeah. sense stick. Uh, sometimes, not everybody. I'm a dentist, so I'm victim too. But anyway, uh, so I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm certain that I'm going to contact, or I'm going to have Jackie, who runs everything for me, contact uh, your people and see if we can do a case sometime soon. I will give you several cases as I do with any of my podcasters. Let's try it out. It's free. Let's just try it. And oh. you know, let's, let's get one going, you know, and well, then, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sing your praises from the rooftops when it goes great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I, and I do that too with anyone, you know, so even if you're, especially if you're like a new grad or something and you want to try ortho, we will give you a free case. No problem. Cause you know, we know you're hurting. So, um, contact us. No problem. So how do they contact you, Amanda? Okay, you can. Uh, my email is info at straightsmilesolutions.com, or you can just go to www.straightsmilesolutions.com. It's all there, different ways to contact. Um, anyone's welcome to have a conversation, totally free. Okay, I will put that information on the podcast page, and uh, that's great. So, man, I feel like we've had a great discussion. I feel like I need an hour of CE credit, Amanda. Are you going to give that to me for all you taught me today? Or 
Uh, I, you know, I wish I could and we were doing that, but that is like the biggest pain in the rear is CE, trying to do it and trying to get coverage. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll get sponsored by other, you know, labs and stuff, but it, that is a hassle. So I'd rather give you free stuff than deal with CE. Oh, so, okay. I'll tell you what, if you ever do a show in the Mid-South, you, I will come up there and you can use my uh, pace number. How about that? We, I'm going to take you on for that for sure. Bring it on. Okay. All right. So great. We got contact info is going to be here. You were an amazing guest. If you got any parting words for us. Not really. Just, you know, let, let's all get along. Um, let's all be kind to one another. Let's all support one another. We need to keep our, our, our profession moving in a positive way. So, you know, let's just help. That's the main thing. That's right. And we can all hate Smile Direct Club uh, all we want, but at the end of the day, that's not making us any money. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you one more thing about that. So as much as people may not like me, the truth of the matter is the way I see it, you, you're every, even my 88-year-old mother-in-law had no idea what a clear aligner was until Smile Direct Club started advertising on TV. Now, every auntie, everyone I know knows what a clear aligner is. So guess what? You don't even have to market. They all know what it is. So capitalize on it okay stop trying to give me reasons to not hate him Amanda okay that's enough <laughs> but I will use that tactic <laughs> that, that is true I, I guess I'm a, I'm a glass half full, full kind of person so you know I just try to think of life like that okay and uh, hey tell your folks in Mississippi if they run into any trouble I'll come bail them out okay they generally are in trouble and um, I really hope my dad's not seeing this podcast <laughs> okay all right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank right. you so much, Chris. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you. Bye. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice. So when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of the Chris Griffin Show, where the doctor is always in.